today on my first concert. Well, you know, a guitar tech would be nice, wouldn't it? I was, I was a drum tech today. I, if you need help with a guitar <laughs> tech, I'm good at the grunt work. There's no problem with that. Um, and you mentioned L.A. Buckner and Big Homie playing with them. And you, didn't you just, wasn't it just it's January you did that new artist show? Yeah, we just finished uh, the new artist showcase at First Ave. Yeah, uh, it was sponsored by The Current and KFAI and Jazz eighty eight KBM, mm-hmm. um, and that was super fun. What's it like playing First Ave? It's legendary. Did you know about First Avenue when you were out in the East Coast growing up? Uh, I think the only reason I knew about First Ave was because of Purple Rain the movie. Okay, you know it was shown on like VH one, you know, <laughs> a bunch or something, <laughs> something like that back yeah. in the day. Welcome back, Dave Lee here, our producer, Davide. Davide, great to see you again. Great to see you again, Dave. And uh, remember, you can listen to these podcasts wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, TalkNorth.com, got a bunch of them there, and much more. Uh, and we've been talking about the Minnesota sound here uh, for quite a while on these podcasts. And we're seeing now uh, a younger generation come in and become just so talented because sometimes you have these groups and you think God, where's the next generation of music coming from well we're in pretty good hands here if you're into music you've, you've seen it and heard it here in the Twin Cities and among that new generation is a guy named David Feely a lot of you may be familiar with David I bet you a lot of you have heard of him may not even know it you've heard him on the radio he says things at uh, David at, at the jazz station at the KBM yeah, yeah. played a yeah. fair amount as well so <laughs> David thanks for uh, joining us thanks for having me Okay, lots of questions for you. But first of all, as a musician, I'm always curious, what was the first concert you ever went to? Do you remember? I think the first real concert I went to was The Dead, as in The Grateful Dead. But it was in their uh, period of time, you know, after Jerry, and it was just The Dead. And I was in a group of friends in like late middle, early high school of guitar players. You know, we're all kind of figuring it out. And one of our dad, one of our friends' dads was a deadhead and also <laughs> was very encouraging of all of us playing guitar. So he took us to see the dead. Uh, I think it was at, it was at one of the pavilions in the uh, DMV, uh, Washington, D.C., you know, Virginia, Maryland uh, area where I grew up. And I had no idea what I was walking into. <laughs> and it was really fun. I remember Warren Haynes uh, from Government Mule and from Allman Brothers uh, opened the show uh, just acoustic solo. And then he ended up jamming a ton with with the band as well. And not having any you know preconceived notions about what I was going to see, I was having a good time. And you were playing guitar at that point? Uh, I was playing piano, trumpet, and kind of just getting into guitar more. Yeah, because you then well, you saw some good ones. Was wasn't John Mayer on that uh, tour with the Dead for a short time? So he was with them like most recently. This was probably in the early two thousands. Yeah, uh, and Mayer was in the most recent version. And, okay, and kind of had like a another resurgence uh, with them recently. Yeah, and then and then any other concerts that. You remember who you went with? You remember when it was? It's amazing what we remember about our first concerts. Are there any that stood out before you became a performer yourself that you were at? Oh, man, there there were so many. Uh, I started playing at a pretty early age, like close to the end of high school. I was playing public gigs. I was playing for school performances, uh, for churches, uh, and things like that. Um, but some of the standout ones were probably some of the jazz shows uh, that I went to uh, for, from artists that I was introduced to. Um, to by either my friends or my band director. I was really fortunate enough to have a really strong high school music department, and I feel like that really set the stage for me to succeed, you know, later in life and to build a good work ethic 
be around other musicians that really cared about what they were doing, um, work on teamwork and communication. Um, but I would say some of the jazz shows I went to, like see Dave Holland, uh, Lage Lund, an amazing jazz guitar player. We had places like Blues Alley and the Kennedy Center, you know, right there close to us. And so that was super fun. So you, you grew up on the East Coast of Maryland mm -hmm. and then to Minneapolis where you've become a bit of a musical fixture, to say the least. What was, what was the transition? How did you end up in the music scene here? Uh, so I moved out here in 2007 to attend the University of St. Thomas. I was kind of poached uh, out of some church music things, and they offered me a job and a scholarship And um, before I even kind of showed up, you know, and so uh, that was really nice, and uh, I wanted to check out a new big city. So I showed up, uh, kind of was in my little collegiate bubble uh, starting off, and then I started to play with more people, both in college, and then that kind of led me to meeting other people outside of that scene. And then by uh, close to the time I graduated, I would say like 2010, 11-ish, I really started to meet people from outside of college and started to play music with other people. Was Steve Cole uh, at St. Thomas back then yet? I'm not sure if Steve was there yet or not, but he was not really on my radar. I okay. think he could have been there doing music business as I was leaving, um, but I was you know, trying to get out of there and I was starting to play gigs uh, and I... I met a ton of people that were going to McNally Smith and I was starting to join bands um, by that time. So it was really getting me into these other scenes uh, and things like that. But you ended up playing with Steve? Uh, Steve Cole, yes. Yeah. Uh, within the past uh, two years. Uh, I've played for him at a couple shows, both in town, like the AIM Center in Burnsville. And the That's Dakota. a nice facility. It's great. Great theater to play. Um, we've played some shows at the Dakota and then we've been uh, doing some nationwide touring, mm -hmm. uh, some fly dates. And those have been very, very fun. Yeah, I'm going to talk to uh, David. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, getting back. We've talked about guitar. We will some more. Uh, in fact, today when I uh, walked in the studio, there you were playing as <laughs> yes. I was lifting equipment. I was trying to be so quiet. So I hope I didn't screw you up. I doubt it. You're pretty no. focused and know what you're doing. I'm sure Davide was in the control room going, what is he doing in here? But I was having L.A. I was, I was his roadie. No worries. Um, but I do want to talk about uh, the, the multi-talents, and that includes a lot of instruments as well. So he is David Feely. He's with us here today on My First Concert. Dave here, and a big thank you to our friends at Star Bank, our bank here at talknorth.com and at Star Bank here. You're going to find all the products that are tailored to assist you with everything you need. Now, if you're a consumer like I am and you go in there and say, well, you know, I'll need a loan for this or I may need a... Uh, ag operating equipment loan or whatever it is, they do it all. They started in Minnesota, small town, and the same family owns them now, even though there's 10 banks spread around the state of Minnesota, including right here in the uh, metro area. But they have competitive rates, flexible terms, but man, you can rely on them. And isn't that a big deal in this day and age when you, when you find somebody you can trust, how important that is? They've got the experience to back all that up. They'll offer any guidance that you'd like, any support that you'd like. They want your business to thrive, obviously. But they're just really good and personable at what they do. So personal banking, with you, if you're looking to you know, work with the HSAs or your IRAs or your safe deposit boxes or you're in the business banking, as I mentioned, or maybe you're working on the farm and you need that big ag loan, whatever it is. And you could do all this right in their lobby. They'd love to have you come in. They get to know you. They get up close and personal, really. But I know a lot of us, with everything going on, digital banking is easy for us. And they have that, too. I just know they make it convenient for you. Uh, I'd find out more about Star Bank today. I'd go online at starbank.net as soon as you can. Just learn about them. Loans are subject to a loan application approval. They're a member FDIC, an equal housing lender. But, and they're our bank here at talknorth.com. So we back that part up. 
just really good people with kind of that small town banking feel, yet they're right here, as I mentioned, in this metropolitan area. David Feely is with us. Okay, David, so a, a lot of folks know you as, as a great guitar player, but there's a lot of instruments that you play. So what, what would you choose if you were in a concert, could have one instrument, what would you take with you? If I could only play one, it would be the guitar. Okay. Because I feel like that's the one I can connect with the most uh, on a bunch of different levels. Musically, just getting what I want to play and what I hear out, um, that seems to work the best for me. But but how many other instruments do you play? <laughs> uh, I play a handful of other ones uh, at different uh, skill levels. Uh, I really like playing the bass guitar. Uh, I enjoy playing keyboards. I play the trumpet. Uh, I've been trying to add more mandolin, ukulele, and banjo into my stringed instrument family of skills. Does that make for more session work for you? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a good way. Yeah, it's it's brought me some fun work and some fun experiences for sure. So you're getting in this music business, you're coming out of St. Thomas. Is it what you envisioned? Yes and no. I feel like the industry is always changing and I am... Uh, aware of that and and how things can you know move very fast uh and i also have always been aware that you know it's not just playing your instrument that makes your career so uh in that aspect it is kind of what i've imagined but the specifics you know are always new and fresh and that's super fun among the people you played with who are they uh let's see the, the most notable ones, maybe, or the most fun people I play with? Yeah, well, both if you want. Uh, let's see. Um, as we mentioned before, I, I like playing with Steve Cole. Uh, that's kind of more of a recent addition. Uh, I play with uh, this amazing drummer and band leader, L.A. Buckner, and his band, Big Homie. I play with uh, a group that I formed called the Minneapolis String Project, which features an amazing uh, violinist, Ernest Bisong, and Greg Byers playing cello and bass. And that's kind of like fusion acoustic jazz mixed with folk and all these different styles. I play with an organ trio that does uh, jazz and funk and fusion as well uh, called the BZ3 Organ Trio. Uh, I play for individual artists like saxophonist Lucia Sarmiento. Um, some people might be familiar with the uh, football player Ezra Tuaolo. Yeah, I saw you do the national anthem with him. Yep, so I've, a played, game. I've played the national anthem at a bunch of different games with him. We've done a bunch of really fun events, um, charity events and galas and things like that. So that's super fun. Well, I saw you at uh, last at the Big Brothers Big Sisters Federated Challenge up on stage, and you got a, a you got a good cast of musicians for that. That was pretty amazing. We have the amazing Kenny Holman on the saxophone. Uh, we've had the amazing Pete Whitman on the saxophone. We have Jeff Bailey on the bass. Eden Palmer is our, uh, our leader on that one, playing keys and our musical director. And then uh, the awesome Steve Jennings on the drums. And all those guys get around. Uh, oh, the venues. Do you have a favorite venue? Is there a venue you like playing acoustically? When you, you know, go for rehearsals, how do you determine if the acoustics are good? I mean, do you go back and listen throughout the place to the other guys, or do you do you just can you just tell from the stage? It depends on the venue and how much time we have to get comfortable with it. You know, if we're sharing the stage uh, with other bands, you know, we're not gonna have enough time uh, often to really do the full, you know, shebang for sound and all that stuff. Um, so it can be harder to tell, and there's more trust involved with the sound engineers that you're working with. Um, but if we have the chance, you know, um, some of us might go out in the house and check, especially when we do instrumental music, when the focal point of the band might not be clear to an engineer. 
What kind of guitar are you playing? Or should I say guitars? <laughs> uh, my main guitar of choice recently has been a Paul Reed Smith, a PRS uh, Swamp Ash special guitar. And it's uh, super versatile, uh, so hopefully I don't have to bring too many guitars to gigs. What made you pick that? What made you take that? Uh, it's versatility, mm-hmm. uh, and it's quiet. You know, some guitars, you know, it's a trade-off between a bunch of buzzing and, and a nice sound. So this one sounds good. It feels good. It's light. I can play it for long periods of time without getting annoyed, and uh, it sounds great. And you could stick to that one, or do, or do you have a few up there with you? Uh, usually I'm bringing one guitar. Um, if I was maybe playing, you know, shows where it called for more guitars, like more specific things, I might consider it. Or if I had a guitar tech or if I was on a big, (laughs) big, if I was on bigger shows, a big, more big shot, then I might consider it, you know, sometimes, you know, you will be sometimes I'll bring two if the music requires it. Um, usually when I bring two, it's because I have to play an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Well, you know, a guitar tech would be nice, wouldn't it? I was I was a drum tech today. I if you need help with a guitar tech, I'm good at the grunt work. There's no problem with that. Um, and you mentioned L.A. Buckner and Big Homie playing with them. And you, didn't you just? Wasn't it just? It's January. You did that new artist show. Yeah, we just finished uh, the new artist showcase at First Ave. Yeah, uh, it was sponsored by The Current and KFAI and Jazz eighty eight KBM, mm-hmm. um, and that was super fun. What's it like playing First Ave? It's legendary. Did you know about First Avenue when you were out in the East Coast growing up? Uh, I think the only reason I knew about First Avenue was because of Purple Rain, the movie. Okay. You know, it was shown on like VH1, you know, <laughs> a bunch or something, <laughs> something like that back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was probably the only Minnesota music I had any exposure to be- before coming here. And then, boy, did I learn a lot more. So how? <laughs> I mean, I, I know you met, you know, St. Paul Peterson and, and all some of the protagonists of that era. Mm-hmm. Right. So when when you came here in town, did, did you know any of these people or did you just started to meet them? Like maybe like I did. I don't know. Was- yeah, I didn't know anything about anybody having to do with the Minneapolis sound at all before showing up, yeah. except for Prince. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And you kind of know about Bob Dylan and some some people, you know, like Brian Setzer and things yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, all that stuff for me was off, off the radar. When I straight out of high school, I was really into classic rock and blues and hard rock and stuff like that. And then, uh, I was just starting to dabble into jazz and fusion and funk and the stuff that really could bridge those gaps for me. Let's go back to the hard rock for a minute. I mean, so are we talking Metallica, Linkin Park, uh, Deftones? What are we talking here? <laughs> uh, I would say, uh, first and foremost, I'm a rock guitar player. My favorite band, uh, is Led Zeppelin. I'm a huge Jimmy Page fan. I love Slash, Guns N' Roses. That's kind of where it started for me. And ACDC and Hendrix and yeah. Cream and Clapton and all that kind of stuff. Like, so you're an Angus Young guy too. Yeah, the whole the whole Guitar Hero classic rock thing really, you know, got a hold of me. And then going into like the 80s kind of stuff, I love that. Um, that kind of stuff as it got harder. And then even like the alternative, like some of the stuff, Linkin Park, all that stuff I really liked growing up, like when I was in middle school and early high school and stuff before I went back in time to, to, you know, to learn about these guitar heroes. Uh, I was listening to, you know, what everybody else was listening to on the radio for the most part. You were, didn't you do Dave Matthews out of Chanhassen? Yes. I play in a really fun Dave Matthews uh, tribute cover band. And, 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 and were you a Dave Matthews guy? Not as much as the, our, our band leader or some of the other guys. <laughs> I feel like the Dave fans are kind of like a cult following. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like, like fish. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow. Pretty much. Or the or the dead, you know? But it's yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 I love Dave Matthews's approach to uh to music in the live show and incorporating horns and the violin and and having live versions be different than album versions. Yeah, and boy, having seen him in concert, I mean, he he's he's giving you your money's worth. He's working up a pretty good sweat out there. Absolutely. And he's got so many tunes to draw from. Like you could hear a couple songs you know and like there's a lot of deep stuff that he draws from. Kind of like Fish too. Yeah, yeah. Fish is, is kind of the, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Do you at a concert? No, people are always like hoping for certain songs, you know, they're they're hoping to hear certain songs played into other songs or the right jams, you know. Yeah. The perfect we were, storm. <laughs> we were talking on the show with my friend Amy Mousy, and she was a promotions yeah. person for years in rock and roll. And, and uh, she talked about, you know, those particular bands you mentioned, but Rush, for example, she said backstage when people got to meet the bands, you know, when it was Rush, it was guys. And when guys met, you know, Neil or Getty and met the guys, they either couldn't talk or they were tearing up. They were just so, you know, so they're, they're bands that have that type of following, I guess. Absolutely. Especially like Rush when they're more in the, in the limelight. <laughs> oh. You know, they're, you know, they have got a history of being on the radio and, and having these great hits and, and having a really, really signature sound. And they started early enough, you know, where they could really <laughs> put their stamp on it. It's unfortunate yeah. that they're, you know, probably not going to play anymore, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, locally, you've played with the Steels. Yes, that has been an amazing, Super talent. amazing every time. Yeah, I'm very fortunate that they they want to call me and include me in their their family of you know collaborators. Oh God, talented too. You know, I was talking to Gerilyn, but I didn't know, but she said they grew up with the Jacksons in Gary, Indiana. I mean, think well, about if they were yeah. out there singing on the streets together, that would have been. <laughs> you oh know. my gosh! With what? Who other uh, did you play with? Like that you consider your heroes did you have a chance to play with your heroes i mean i've developed uh relationships with some people who i would call my heroes now from realizing what's going on in mm -hmm. the minneapolis sound scene like being able to play with paul peterson like michael bland sonny thompson uh, margaret cox has been absolutely amazing um i get to sub once in a while for dr mambo's combo at yeah Bunk right bunkers on sundays yeah. and that is super special every time i'm down there i saw that i yeah. uh that that yeah dr mambo is is a big call oh yeah <laughs> big shoes to fill there yep what do you know going in when you're when you're working with those bands what do you know going in as far as what you're going to play do you have time to rehearse or could you just i mean theoretically i'm sure you could show up and just play so a fair amount of groups that I play with don't rehearse, and there's a lot of trust that goes into that. It's trust that either you'll do your homework or that you already know the material. Um, for the Dr. Mambo's Combo, uh, initially I had a ton of tunes to learn because that is something that, uh, that kind of music is something I didn't really grow up with. And so I might have a handful of things that I know here and there or from playing other gigs. Um, but then when it came time to actually start playing with them, I had to learn a bunch of tunes. I remember when Ringo Starr, well, his all-star band has been here many times. Uh, I remember when Kirby Puckett, uh, they honored Kirby after his career had ended and he retired outside of the Metrodome at the time. That's how old I am, David. <laughs> and uh, and um, Ringo's all-star band was there with Mark Farner. And oh, I got to think of, uh, I don't know if it was Jennifer Warrens that was there, but... Uh, Steve Cropper, and I, I'm, I'm picturing the band in my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, I'm leaving a lot of people out. But I saw on your social media one time that you said, I am feeling fired up after seeing Ringo and his all-star band on a Sunday night. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. I, so me and my wife decided very last minute to drive down to Mystic and go see uh, 
uh, Ringo and his band. And I knew who some of the people were in it, like Steve Lukather from Toto and Greg Bissonette. But I didn't know that Edgar Winter was going to be his band. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the guy from uh, uh, the Men at Work, mm-hmm. uh, the singer, he was there singing. And then wow. also um, uh, the dude, from one of the guys from the Average White Band. So I didn't realize how big of a super band it was. Yeah. And I didn't realize that it was going to be like a Ringo review show. And he was going to play drums to their songs, too. So that was a, a treat that I had no, again, no preconceived notions about. And I was really happily surprised. Okay. So you're going to go to a show. You and your wife are going to go to the show. Who would, who would get you off your regular, um, let's say Saturday night, if you're not playing, chances are you, but if you're not playing, <laughs> who would you and your wife go want to see? Hmm. That's a good question. When you have to include your wife as a musician, what, what are you going to go see? Uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Probably somebody like that. You know, uh, she recently saw the Eagles with her parents. Oh, uh, yeah. With Steely Dan. And I really, uh, and I think the Steely Dan guys had to drop out. So it was Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers. Yeah. So shows like that. Uh, we saw Peter Gabriel together recently. And awesome show. Yeah. That was, again, didn't know what to expect in all of his uh, stage production. He's and creative, all, isn't he? All the stuff he talked about, his songs were very engaging and he kind of explained things uh, about his new album and some of the songs he was performing and and what the visuals meant. And he had custom art from artists from around the world uh, for his production and we were blown away. Yeah. Cool. Uh, um, Davide, you're a sound engineer. Yes. And uh, so you've had a chance to work with, uh, you know, David talked about uh, Paul Peterson and mm-hmm. And others, you've worked with all of those people. Uh, tell me about this guy, because you have raved time and time again about him in private. Okay, so I met David maybe six or seven years ago, and I was working on a session where I was looking for a guitar player, and of course, Corey Wong came up first. Of course. Uh, of course, right? <laughs> and then... Um, I go like, who's right behind Corey Wong? Oh, David Feely. Definitely David Feely. And that's that's when we kind of started working together uh, on and off on sessions. Every time I I, I needed a versatile guitar player, um, David Feely always was in my mind because he he can play it all. He that's that's the only it's David is like a Swiss army knife. I need country, he can do it. He need uh, I need rock, he can do it. I need jazz, he can do it. You know, and and yeah. it's and that's so uh important when you hire the right musicians for a project because they're efficient, uh they have the chops, they bring flavor into the project and that makes a producer look really great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I hire David. Like so, David Zimmerman calling his the guys like there, there you go. and say, "Hey, come That's, over. We're going to do five songs with Bob Dylan. Exactly. Blood on the tracks." Yeah, That's exactly. why they came here because yeah. uh, Bob Dylan at the time they didn't yeah. feel it out in New York, and that was the idea. Well, like L.A. Buckner said, we got to be proud of Minnesota music, don't we? I mean, we just absolutely, yeah, gotta. We do. Um, it's special, and it's this kind of music that is developed here is rare. But what about your your national scene now? Are are you being asked to travel different places? I have. We've I've done some national touring for some different artists. For the most part, they've been here in Minnesota. Uh, sometimes uh, people will hire me from other places, but it's usually for recording, and I'll digitally, you know, send somebody tracks and 
trade stuff back and forth. We've done the NAM several times together, not together, but tell folks uh, what NAM is. Na- NAM is the uh, National Association of Musical Merchants. Merchants, yeah. and it's it's a convention that happens twice a year, but the big one is in LA, which is going to be next week. Yes, uh, actually, when this airs, is it happened last week? <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so. Uh, David played several times uh, in combination with people mm-hmm. uh, at one of the merchants' booth. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Electro Voice EV. Shout out to Electro Voice. Yeah, um, Mike Dussault. Yes, sir. That's where we are going to be uh, next week. Next or week. last week. Or last week <laughs> <laughs> where we were. <laughs> but yeah, so and and that's kind of fun to do. I think, uh, especially for for you, for a musician like you, because you can also go and check out the new gear and and meet actually some of your heroes. You know, absolutely. That has been one of the places that has had the most concentration of musical celebrities, like the musicians, musicians there. Like especially in the years before the pandemic, you know, when we were going, it was crazy. I feel like there was a huge resurgence in the. Uh, the networking part of it and the social media boom kind of exploded and people were going not only to check out the gear they're going as like a social status thing yeah. and like a a scene status kind of thing. Mm. It's so, like a more like a, a networking thing. Yeah, absolutely. People want to meet each other in person. They want to see the people who are behind the screen. They want to see if you can play for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're cool or not, you know. <laughs> that, and that's too. <laughs> well, social media, I mean, did you uh, – You've seen that grow really from the start when you when you got out of high school and came to college here. I mean, it's that's transformed a few things, hasn't it, for you? Absolutely. Uh, it's been kind of a blessing and a curse. Yeah. You know, it, there's the kind of issue of oversaturation now and that there's so much music and um, art and content and videos and audio coming from every which way at all times. And so it's um, tough to filter all that stuff out. Uh, to make room for yourself and also to digest things as you learn and listen and consume other people's uh, work. Um, so in that regard, it's been tough, but at the same time you can reach people. It's, it's never been, you know, easier to, you know, touch people's lives in different ways and other places from your music. You know, um, I feel in some ways you can, you can be you musically or artistically and let people find you, or you can, you know, put it, in other words, you can kind of put it yourself out there authentically and hopefully gain real fans versus catering to just the community that's right around you. So hopefully you can find ways to, you know, either build yourself your own community like people have done or find, use the internet and technology to find communities that already exist where they already appreciate the kind of person that you are and the yeah. kind of music that you want to make. Mm. On stage, anything unusual ever happen that stands out through these many years? Hmm... Hopefully not too much outside of, you know. Nothing really unusual, I would say, on stage. Everything has been pretty standard. I mean, the the weirder stuff is always, you know, breaking a string on stage for me or, uh, you know, people falling over your stuff when you're playing in the corner of a bar uh, (laughs) or some weird tech tech issue. But I would say all that stuff is pretty run-of-the-mill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you get used to that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, David, here's what I want you to think about before I let you go uh, back to probably doing another session here tonight. I don't know, but um, <laughs> you're you're going to put together a concert. I want you to put three acts out there that you're booking. They're going to be three acts that you want to see. 
and I want you to think about who that would be. You have about 60 seconds to figure this out. Do so, they have to be alive, like no, a current no, act? Oh, no, okay. no, anybody in your wheelhouse that you, you want to think about. Your dream concert. Yeah, your dream concert. Hey, uh, folks, Aquarius Home Services is geared up to make your new year absolutely fantastic. And if you're ready to transform your water experience in 2024, just imagine turning on your faucet and excitedly declaring, I love my water. Well, I've done that. And you can enjoy worry-free water right now. Guess what? You won't have to pay a penny until 2025. So say goodbye to spotty dishes and, and revel in the softer hair and skin and wave farewell to annoying white scale buildup, uh, which is hard to get out of there, but in rust stains. And Connecticut takes care of that. It's the world's most efficient water treatment system. You get purified drinking water directly from your own faucet. That's a big deal. All without the need for electricity. No kidding. And you trust us, you'll be amazed at how little salt you'll need. So as your local authorized Connecticut dealer, they're committed to treating you and your home and your time with the utmost respect. So don't miss out on the worry-free water. Act fast. Financing offers are subject to credit approval. Aquarius believes in earning that right to be recommended. Just to click away at AquariusHomeServices.com and just tell them Dave sent you over. All right, David Feely, your concert. Again, we know that in about uh, 20 minutes it's going to change. But as <laughs> yes. of right now, who would it be? Right now, it would be Led Zeppelin, John Coltrane, and Bach. <laughs> wow! Because there are three artists that you can't see now, mm-hmm. you know, because either they're they're passed away or you know uh, they're not playing, you yeah. know, like Led Zeppelin. Um, so you have no access to them now. So this would be your only shot, you know, magic, rubbing a magic lamp, you know, getting three bands out of it. Yeah, um, that's powerful powerhouse. I, Led Zeppelin's my favorite band. Wish I could have seen them. Uh, Coltrane, another one. I feel like had so much to do with the development of jazz and. Um, black American music and just jazz as an art form, as a personal expression, as a movement. I feel like he helped develop so much um, in such a crazy time. Uh, and then for Bach, I feel like he also, in a similar way, but also in a very different way, uh, set the stage for a ton of other music as well. Mm-hmm. And his genius really spilled into almost all of Western uh, music. And so uh, it would be really interesting, especially to see him do some of his improvisations. Like he would be really well known for creating these crazy, you know, three, four part fugues for like a prelude or something on organ or whatever he was playing back in the day for like a church. And then he would remember it and then go write it down later. And it would be these very genius, like almost math puzzle-y kind of compositions mm-hmm. they would come up with. And he really came up with this harmony system that really set the stage for, you know, classical and romantic other composers later on. They built upon this foundation and took it other places. And I feel like uh, it would be really interesting to hear, you know, things from their source. So uh, Bach for one, Coltrane for another, and then Zeppelin, just because they're my favorite. <laughs> you know, uh, well, what we learned about Led Zeppelin on this podcast was when they performed here in the Twin Cities, I, th- they're, I think they're the only band, or maybe there's somebody else has done it, I don't think so, that played at the old Met Center, yep. and the next night played in St. Paul. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, that's my understanding. Wow. And so I don't both know... sides of the river, eh? I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, very unusual. Can you imagine? And then I don't know uh, if, that was the, if that was the concert years ago where they had to use tear gas because... The people that didn't have tickets were trying to get in. <laughs> Whoa. That's wow. Crazy. I, th- I think it might have been Led Zeppelin, 
but I, I don't quote me on that. So, no. what did you think of the the last concert they did in when was it? Oh eight or oh nine? The O two Arena one. The, on the at the O two Arena in was I, that like in two thousand eight? Yeah, if I had been a older uh, person at that time, I would have done everything <laughs> in my power to have gone to that show. You know, wow. I think I was in middle or high school when that happened. Maybe middle school. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I would have very, very much have liked to go to that show. And unfortunately, I was too young to see any of like the Page and Plant tours and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, my first nice electric guitar was a Gibson Les Paul because of Jimmy Page. Oh boy. And, and Slash. Nice. And that's still one of my nicest guitars. <laughs> now you're on the East Coast, but you, I bet you, and Les Paul used to play what every Monday night in a New York club. But I yeah. bet you never got a chance. You'd have been too young to get in the club, probably. Unfortunately, yeah. I've been to that club, the Iridium, but I have not. Unfortunately, I never saw Les Paul. That would yeah. have been another great, great show. Yeah. Well, and, and um, Jimmy Page, we learned on this show from our good friend Billy Shear, who's a great guitar player, played uh, uh, with a lot of bands, Johnny Home Band, and then uh, others too. But Billy's just such a talented artist. And he told me, and I didn't know that, that Jimmy Page toured years ago was with the Yardbirds maybe, and they played a little a string of shows. And you, you know, you'd get a, you'd try to get a gig if you, didn't, if you had, uh, had a night free. And they played, Bill told me, and he grew up in the Grand Forks area, that they played in Mentor, Minnesota at the Maple Lake Pavilion, Jimmy Page. Whoa. <laughs> Can you imagine? Of course, no. nobody really had a handle on him. Right. Then, but That is pretty nuts. Yeah. The, that, whole, the whole Yardbirds legacy is crazy to me, too. Them having Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, all in the Yardbirds at different times. Yeah. They kind of handed off the gate to each other. I know. And they were not as known Mm-mm. when they were in the uh, Yardbirds. Exactly. No, exactly. They, when, when they were in that band. Yeah, it was Eric Clapton. Okay, who? Who is Eric Clapton? Right. <laughs> it's like, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy. It's funny, too. People that probably saw him say, you know, I wonder if, I wonder if Jimmy Page was with him then. I wonder if Eric Clapton was, you know, because right. they weren't. You know, yeah. did, little did you know, but man, I'd love to have a ticket from one of those old shows. No kidding. Just to look up. I thought yeah. that'd be cool. I, I didn't realize Edgar Winter was there with Ringo's All-Star Band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just blowing me away. They played uh, Free Ride and they did Frankenstein. Oh, oh wow. Nice. Yep. <laughs> he had a big synthesizer around his neck. It was, oh, God. It was great. Years ago, I saw Edgar and Johnny together oh, in man. concert. I I really wish I could have seen Johnny. Uh, I figured out about him way too late in kind of the guitar blues world. And I, sure. I think he used to come play at like the Caboos. Yeah. Like back in the day, a bunch. Mm-hmm. But yeah. just missed him. Yeah. It was, I, and I don't know who, who I, you know, I, I still have the ticket at home, but I don't think it says who the opening act was. Anyway, that's, I'm, I'm digressing now. <laughs> uh, David, really appreciate you coming in. Thanks for having uh, me. Oh, are you kidding me? And congrats on all the work. And I know there's a lot more coming and, and pace yourself because people, <laughs> people want you at their gigs, which is a huge compliment. I didn't ask you about vocals, though. Uh, I sing some backgrounds. Uh, you're probably not going to find me singing lead on anything. But, Never? Uh, Would you venture not? that? Maybe someday. Depends on... L.A. told us he was going to venture out into that old vocal world. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, what what the, um, where can people find your music and where are you going to play next? And uh, They can find my music on Spotify under my name or under uh, some of the collaborative group, groups that I mentioned before that I play with. Um, hopefully the L.A. 
Buckner album will come out soon. I'm also on an album with Lucia Sarmiento, who is an amazing saxophonist from Peru. Uh, she's going to be releasing her record soon. Actually, Snowman is mixing it right now. Yeah. Upstairs somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, YouTube is a good place. I, I take a lot of videos from a lot of the shows that I play. And yeah, I'll, you have I'll, a nice selection there. Yeah. I'll post some stuff and it's all kind of over the place in terms of what kind of shows I'm doing. And But I try to pick cool stuff, cool moments. Um, it's pretty eclectic. Um, and I have some lesson things up there on YouTube as well. Um, you can find me playing at venues in town like Ice House, Bunkers, Dakota, Crooners, uh, at some of the theaters like Chanhassen, mm-hmm. Aim Center. Yeah, I'm getting around. Kyle Center, you're Christmas. Show over there, didn't you? Yep. How was that? That had to be kind of a kick. It was amazing. We've done this for a couple of years now. Yeah. This is best year yet. Uh, it's a holiday show called Who Brought the Humbug? Yes, yes. It features a live you know, band uh, with a bunch of tap dancers. Uh, we have a really awesome stage that we've built for it, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. How's the sound in there for you? Good? It's good. We bring in our own sound tech, and we have our own lighting tech with our, all of our cues for the show, and we dial it in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's one of the instances you were asking earlier. That's one where I'm going out and listening to the band. I'm listening to the balance between singers. I'm moving around in the audience. Our sound tech is doing the same thing uh, to make sure that everything feels right for the theater. We're in there for um, multiple days. We have a lot of you know time to really get it dialed in, and we want to deliver you know the best ex- listening experience uh, to go along with what they see. Yeah, we'll look forward to that now next December again, right? Uh, yep, it'll be next December, and hopefully we'll be on the road a bunch uh, before we bring the, the show back to the Twin Cities this time. He is uh, David Feely. You can catch him, and, and uh, as you mentioned, YouTube is a nice, easy place to do that. Uh, he's a super talent here, and we talked about Minnesota music for a long time, Davide, and, and it's in pretty good hands with, with the younger generation, isn't it? I think so, too. It's 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 been a pleasure to work with David and even with L.A. today, and uh, I think you guys have... Such a bright future, and uh, you, you are, in my eyes, you are. You guys are out there, you know. You're doing your thing, and uh, you're putting a mark well, in the you. history of Minnesota music. And I hope you feel more Minnesotan now than <laughs> ever. Well, um, for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah you bet. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's it's gr- it's been so great working with you, David. And uh, you know. I hope we, we have more left Me too. in the tank here together. <laughs> Absolutely. I know we will. Our thanks to David Feely for joining us on My First Concert today. You can get it on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, on our website at talknorth.com. A ton of good podcasts there as well. And we want to say thank you to our friends at starbank.net, our bank here at Talk North. From Aquarius Home Services.com studios, we appreciate all that support from Jeff and his crew. And, and uh, they'd love to come out to your house and visit with you. and and help you out a lot like they've done for me over the last couple of decades. They're just awesome people. We'll see you all next week here on My First Concert.